Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining on demand today. My name is Micah, and I want to introduce you to my family. Here's a picture of them. This is us in uh, the cold Montana winter, plenty of snow and firewood to go around. And so we're glad to be in Hawaii right now in the warm weather and the beautiful warm water. It's perfect, <laughs> and we're loving it. You can open your Bibles today to Psalms chapter 84. And we'll look here at verses 1 through 12. Psalms 84, verse 1 through 12. You ready? All right, let's jump in. It says, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Verse 8, hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, bless is the one who trusts in you. Let's pray. Jesus, today we come before you. First of all, just humble that you would take such good care of us and bless that you would call us your own and that you would um, provide us with everything that we need. God, we're, we're so humble that you do that for us. We say that we trust in you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Have you ever run out of strength before? <laughs> Have you ever hit the wall, tired, worn out, maybe stressed out, maybe burnt out? Have you hit the wall? Listen, I was in youth ministry for over 15 years. Uh, I was tired on a weekly basis. Like, I'm, I'm out of strength. Like, what am I going to do <laughs> every single week? Oh, man. A couple months back, I had a 2 a.m. shift at Costco. And after my shift was over, uh, about 10, 11 in the morning, I texted my wife right away. Like, listen, I'm going to sleep in my car right now. I can't even keep my eyes open. I was so tired. <laughs> Oh man, maybe you've been there before. Maybe you've been worn out and worn down and you think, what am, what am I even going to do? How am I going to bounce back? How can I regain my strength? It happens, doesn't it? Can I ask you today, what do you do when your strength runs out? Who do you turn to? How do you get refueled? How do you get refreshed? I'm super glad that we have all kinds of helpful tools like vitamins and Starbucks and like vacations and naps and there's so many different ways that you and I can regain our strength but here's the thing at some point those will just become a quick fix and then we'll be turning to something else like how okay I, I'm tired again how can I get strength back so the question is how can I have like forever strength how can I bounce back on my feet and not have to get a quick fix that'll run out how can I have full strength and be fully refreshed. I remember in 2017, 
Uh, there was a point I came to where I just hit a wall. I was worn out. The way I describe it is that the, the wind was out of my sails. And I thought, what is going on? And so in my pursuit of health and growth and maturity, I'm like, I, I have to get on, I have to be on track. So I remember one of the things I did was like what I called a mentor of mine. And we were just talking and and it was such a beautiful moment. He's, he began to ask me, Michael, what do you love to do? What do you enjoy? And and we just had these wonderful conversations together. And here's what he was doing. He was pointing me in the direction of refreshment. He said, Michael, let's, let's start to move in this way. And it was such an awesome moment for me because I went from tired and run down and like, oh, exhausted to now let me go in this direction of strength. I'd love for, you, for us to have this moment today where I can point you in the direction of refreshment, point you in the direction of saying, you know what, <laughs> let's, let's get strong again. Let's be strong in the Lord. The title of my message this morning is The Way to Refreshment. If you're taking notes, you can write that down. The Way to Refreshment. And I want to look here at three things from Psalms 84. We're going to jump in and look at this beautiful psalm together. Psalms 84. And the first one is this. Number one is that refreshment is found in God's presence. Refreshment is found in God's presence. One of the best ways to have lasting strength is to make an intentional effort for us. I'm making an intentional effort to be in the presence of God. Like I'm making room, I'm making time, I'm making space to be with God. This is so important. Look how the psalmist here describes his desire for being with God. Listen to these verses. This is wonderful. Verse one, how lovely is your house. Verse two, my soul yearns, even faints for his presence. My heart and flesh cry out for the living God. Verse four, how blessed are those who dwell in your house. They're ever praising you. Verse 10, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. It's like, I must be with God. I have to get to where God is because I know that he will refresh me. I know that he's going to restore my soul. He's going to lift me up. As Pastor John shared last week, like he's going to give me this fullness of joy. These are things that can only come from God. And when I'm worn out, listen, I'm going to God. I'm going to be intentional about finding myself in his presence. In those days, the most important place for the people of God was a temple. They would uh, make sure they were on journey to the temple in Jerusalem. Like, we are going to take a pilgrimage there, uh, our family, um, and we're going to pack up and we're going to get to Jerusalem because we need to be in the presence of God. This was home base. This was uh, the, the place that they knew we need to be there. And they understood as God's people, we need to be where God is. In those days, it was a temple in Jerusalem. And so we find the people here on this journey, this pilgrimage. Hey, let's get to where God is. And I love this, this sense of focus and desire, this passion. Like we're packing up and we're going to where God is because we need to be refreshed by him. I love in verse 3 that even the bird <laughs> knows how uh, beautiful the house of God is. The bird makes its nest in the rafters and it's, it has its young there. You know, it has its babies. It makes a nest and it has all the eggs. It's this beautiful picture of even the bird knowing, I need to be in the house of God. <laughs> you can picture the priest with the broom 
trying to get the bird down <laughs> and trying to knock the nests off the rafters, you know, didn't work. The bird is like, no, I'm staying here. <laughs> the house of God is too good to go anywhere else. The temple was the most refreshing place because that's where God's presence was. That's where God was. That's where he was speaking. And that's where he was receiving sacrifices from his people. It's like, we need to get to the temple because that's where God is. What do you need to do today to make room in your life for um, God's presence? What do you need to do to make God's presence a daily priority? What do you need to do to say, you know what? I need to lean into who God is. I need to lean into his presence. I need to make room to make sure that I'm with him. Maybe you can uh, take little five, just start with little five minute blocks of time where you're saying, you know, I'm, I'm gonna spend five minutes to pray. I'm gonna spend five minutes to worship. I'm gonna spend five minutes uh, looking at a, a, a scripture. I'm gonna take five minutes to just sit in, in silence. I'm gonna sit, take five minutes to sit and look at the ocean. Five, maybe you just need to take little, these little five minute breaks and lean into who God is so that he can refresh you, amen? Come on, amen. <laughs> what you'll discover is after these little five minute, like, hey, I'm, I'm, de- I'm getting a passion now. I'm getting reinvigorated. Like my heart is crying out for the living God again. Like I got to need your presence. And just those little five minute boosts during your day can go a really long way getting into the presence of God. Number two is this. You can write this down. Refreshment is found in God's strength. Refreshment is found in God's strength. Verse five says, how blessed is a man whose strength is in you. Wow, how blessed is a man whose strength is in you. I could find my strength in all kinds of places. I could. Various ways to go and, and, okay, I need to get strong. But you know what? The psalmist here says, you know, I'm good when my strength is found in God. Like that's what I'm gonna do. When I need strength, I'm going directly to the source. I'm going directly to God. That's what I'm gonna do. Wow, what, what, what an important moment. So you can see these folks on pilgrimage, right? They got the family packed up in the minivan. They already went to Costco and, and loaded up on groceries. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're ready to go and set out on this pilgrimage to get to Jerusalem. Uh, they, the Bible, some, some people say it was about three times a year for these different festivals, depending if they were able to afford going. They would pack up and they'd head to Jerusalem to be able to celebrate. And you could see that um, this ride was uncomfortable. Uh, I mean, of course they had to walk. We don't really walk anymore, so we may not understand the gravity of them walking to Jerusalem. But uh, they had to walk. It was dirty. It was, it was messy. It was hot. And here in verse 6 and 7, it even describes them having to go through this valley. And it's the Valley of Baca described as like just this desolate and arid place. Verse six says, as they pass through the Valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. This is so cool. It should be a desolate and arid place, but it's like, you know what? God knows his people are traveling. So why not bring the spring rains early? God can do that. (laughs) Hey, bring the rain early. Give my people some, some, uh, some pools of water in this dry and arid place. As they travel to me, I'll help them. Verse seven says they go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Wow. 
So even though they have to go through this dry valley, this valley of Baca, this desolate, ar arid place, God says, I got you. I, I know that you're coming to worship me and bring sacrifices. I know your whole family is traveling. I see you. Like I'm looking out for you. Do you not realize that I can, I can make it rain and there could be water for you along the way? I understand you're going through the valley, but I can lead you through that valley. What a beautiful moment of God saying, come here. Don't be overwhelmed. Don't be fearful. Don't worry about if it's going to be too hot or not. I can, I can lead you through. And there's even going to be water in a desert place. I love this. Even in the driest of places, God can bring refreshment. Amen. Even in the driest of places, the driest of seasons of life, the driest of financial moments, God says, you know what? I, I can bring refreshment. I got you. I can lead you through. God is so faithful to his children, isn't he? It says God brought them from strength to strength. Not just like a little bit to barely get them through, but no, I'm, I'm literally going to carry, I'm literally going to carry you and you're going to make it. You're going to be strong on this journey. Always remember this, please. God is ready and able to refresh you. Please remember today that God is willing and able to refresh you. It says this in Isaiah 4 verse 29. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Wow. Thank you, God. Jeremiah 31, 25 says, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. No matter the challenge, the heartache, the mess that you may find yourself in, God is the one who's going to refresh us, isn't he? We have to go to him and say, God, I need you. And he's like, I, I got you. I, I can refresh you. I can satisfy you when you're in a bad place. Maybe you're passing through your own valley, your own desolate place. Maybe you're in a dry or rough patch. The Lord would say to you today, I, I can bring you through. I can refresh you. I can give you strength today. I can refresh you. Wow. I love what Psalms 105 verse 4 reminds us to do. Psalms 105 verse 4. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually. <laughs> when I'm in a bad place, when I'm in a rough place, when I'm in a valley, on the way, I'm not going to look to anyone or anything else except the Lord. I'm going to seek his face and his face alone. Amen. You can write this down, number three. Refreshment is found in trusting God. Refreshment is found in trusting God. Ooh, I like this. Refreshment is found in trusting God. The psalmist says this, verse 10. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Think about this now. There is such a strength in just a moment in God's presence. Here it says one day. Like, listen, I'd rather have just a day with God than do anything anywhere else for an extended amount of time. <laughs> and I can attest to this. I've had moments in my life where I'm trying to seek out another podcast, another teaching. Oh, I need to read another book. I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. Uh, God, help me, please. Oh, maybe this, maybe this teaching will work or this course or this conference or this. And I'm, I'm trying to load up on all these things. And God is like, you can come to me. I can let you know what you need in just a minute. So it's like I shift my mind <laughs> and my focus back to God. And I'm like, okay, God. And I spend time and I zero in and I'm intentional. And guess what? It's like, oh, <laughs> God can speak to me in just a moment of, of what I've been trying to gather for months and months and months from all these different places. 
God can in in a moment say, I got you. He can refresh my soul. He can speak to me. He can teach me. I love that about our God. Better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Verse 12, Lord Almighty blesses the one who trusts in you. We must ask ourselves today, do I trust God with everything and in everything? Am I fully open and and relying on God in every area of my life? Now, if we're honest, we'd probably say, you know, no, there's still some areas that I like to control. I used to have this manager, I won't say where, but she would control everything. I'm like, I can help. And I try and grab the broom and I try and check someone out. She's like, no. I'm like, Ugh. And she literally would not release control to, to let me jump in and, and, and be like, you know, I, I can help with that. I wonder sometimes if we have such a tight grip on our life, on our schedule, on our plans. It's like, no, this is my career. This is my family. This is my time. This is my money. And we're so like this, that God is like, can I help? And we're like, no, it's mine. God is like, I can, I'm available. Like, just trust me. And we're like, no, it's, that's not a good place to be, is it? It's not. Do I trust God in everything and with everything? My, like this, <laughs> God, sometimes we go back to this today. It's like this again. Okay, God, take it. <laughs> this is why I love in church when the pastor says you can open your hands to receive what God will have for you today because you're saying, yeah, I'm, I'm releasing control. I'm releasing my own agenda and my own plans. And I'm saying, God, I trust you and in everything and with everything in my life. I trust you. What's astounding about uh, the psalmist's declaration here of the temple is you can hear the confidence in his voice, right? Like these people are on pilgrim pilgrimage to the temple, to Jerusalem, like they're on their way. And they know without a shadow of a doubt, they can trust God. Like we're going to get there. We're going to offer sacrifices. We, we can rely on God to show up, to be with us, to get us there, to provide. Like there's such a deep confidence here. You don't need to look any. He knew. I don't need to look anywhere else. We as a people of God, we're going to look to God. As God's people, we're not going to look anywhere else. We're going to look to God. You can hear that confidence here. Verse 12 again, he says, Lord Almighty blesses the one who trusts in you. Like, you know, we're not looking at anything else. We're looking to God. We trust God. There's two positions to examine here. First position is the tent of the wicked. It might look like a glamorous place, right? It's like, okay, there's these, uh, there's fancy lights, there's music. It looks like a place that might satisfy our cravings, right? This place where the wicked look like they're thriving. They're without God, but it looks like they're doing well, right? It looks like, it, it looks like they have it all together. It looks like in that tent, there's a lot of good stuff happening. I wonder if that's a place that I should pursue. That's one option. It looks like the place to be, the tent of the wicked. But next we have a servant in the temple. Hmm. The temple is quiet. There's probably blood trails from the latest 
animal sacrifice. I mean, there's people outside begging for alms, like, please, we need some help. And it's a quiet place. It's a somber place. It wasn't a place that looked like the place to be. An outsider might walk by and be like, what are they doing there? Why, why are they even going inside the temple? Who is this God that they even serve? Oh, like, who is this God, this Lord Almighty? People walking by, you can just see that this wouldn't be the happening place where everyone wants to be. But yet, in this classic game of would you rather, he says, you know what? I would rather choose the humblest place the humblest position in the house of the Lord than the glamorous tents of the wicked. Any, every single day, I would much rather choose the humblest place in the temple because that's where God is. That's where I know he'll refresh me. That's where I know he'll take care of me. That's where I know he'll provide for me. This is the place that I want to be in the house of God. Better is one day, just one day, in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the Lord, than a thousand anywhere else. I still believe that to be true today. How about you? Amen? Amen. The tents of the wicked might offer some momentary fulfillment. Um, some things that we may turn to outside of God may offer us this quick satisfaction. Like, oh, that, was, that felt good. That was nice. Like, we may turn to something that looks really satisfying. Like, that's going to be the thing. But the truth is, it's momentary. It's just a, a passing fancy. In the end, when you pursue the tent of the wicked, when you pursue the, the thing that's not God, what's going to happen is fear and shame and distance from God and uh, being in this place of, of negativity and bitterness. And oh, there's so many things down the trail of sin. <laughs> you realize, wow, I, I don't want to be on that path. No. I don't, I don't want that. I do not want the tent of the wicked because everything that's offered there is going to distance me or potentially distance me from God. I don't want to be there. No, I want to be in the house of God. How about you? I want to be in the house of God. Doesn't this sound like the best place to be? <laughs> the, the position of strength for God's people being in his presence. This is where I want to be. I know that God can be trusted. I know that God's presence is refreshing. I know that God is my sun and my shield. I know that God bestows favor. I know that trusting God is always the way to lasting fulfillment in my life. My soul being fulfilled, my strength being satisfied. I know that turning to God is my source for everything for abundant life, for joy, for peace. Everything that I need is found in God. Amen. How's your trust in the Lord today? How are you doing? Does your life resemble this or maybe this? Maybe you just need to open a few areas and trust in God. Maybe it's both hands. Maybe you're doing pretty good and now it's time to lean in a little bit more and press into God and trust Him more completely today. How's your trust in God doing? You got any control issues? <laughs> Listen, we all got control issues. I know. It's just part of American culture is like, this is, this is my thing. This is part of life as we know it. We all got some kind of control issue. Maybe today is the day to say, you know what? I'm going to release <laughs> some of that to God. 
maybe all of that to God. Allowing God to lead us, take care of us. Do we trust God in everything and with everything? I love how the Apostle Paul describes his life. Listen to his trust in Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8-10. through 10. He says, We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Wow! Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Verse 10, he has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he would deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. Wow, you can hear Paul's words of encouragement. Like, listen, even though we thought we were done, we pressed into God again and he brought us through. We set our hope on Jesus again and he brought us through. Like, this was a a desperate situation and God brought us through. I love this. Have we forgotten? Jesus is still the one we build our lives upon. We still trust in Jesus on a regular basis and say, you know what? We're going to build our lives on you, Jesus. Have we forgotten? Are you sick? You can trust in Jesus today. Are you tired? You can trust Jesus today. Are you stuck in a rut? You can trust Jesus today. Are you devastated? You can trust in Jesus today. Are you fighting someone? Need forgiveness? You can trust in Jesus today. Are you stressed? You can trust Jesus today. Trusting Jesus is going to bring refreshment to your life. <laughs> Saying, Lord God, I trust in you. I, I want to be with you. You're the one I'm going to focus my life on. That will bring refreshment. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> He's the one who raises the dead. Come on. He's the one who will continue to deliver us. That's why we can set our hope in him. He's the one. That's why we set our hope on God. Amen. One of the, the kinds of flowers I really enjoy is a sunflower. Come on, you, do you enjoy a good sunflower? Especially when they grow really, really tall. My kids love seeing sunflowers because most of the time they're taller than my kids. My son, Neff, just a little tyke. And every sunflower he's ever seen is taller than him. <laughs> Here's the amazing thing about sunflowers. What they do is uh, their face in the morning, the face of the sunflower follows the sun. It tracks the sun through the sky. This is so amazing. All day, the sun, the sunflower says, all right, sun, I see you. And it tracks the sun all day. The sunflower moves position, following the sun all day. Sun sets. Guess what that sunflower does? Repositions himself back to where he knows the sun is going to rise again. And he says, I'm going to track the sun again. Next morning, the sun rises again. That sunflower <laughs> face towards the sun every single day. Oh, what, what, a, what a beautiful way to think about you and I in a relationship with God. It's like every new day, you know what? I'm, I'm tracking with God again. I'm setting my hope on, on Jesus again. Okay, I'm, I'm here. God, I'm with you. Like you're the only one I'm going to find my strength in. You're the only one I'm going to turn to. Go to sleep next day. Oh God, you're the, I'm going to press into you again. I know you can get me through this, this dark place, this desolate place, this dry place. I, I got, God, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know you're going to take me through. Okay, let's go again today. I'm, I'm getting a little bit better. I'm feeling stronger. God, thank you for bringing me through. And God says, I got you. I got you. 
And we have this posture of, of tracking with Jesus. We have this posture of saying, God, I'm, I'm following your lead. I'm not going to turn anywhere else except towards you. What a beautiful picture for us as God's people to trust God to lead us through anything. Amen. Three good reminders today. Refreshment is found in God's presence. Refreshment is found in God's strength. Refreshment is found in trusting God. Let's be those kind of people today. Amen. I just want to ask you two questions. You can close your eyes. Unless you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Number one, maybe you've hit the wall. Maybe you're out of strength. And you say, today I I need the refreshment, the kind of refreshment that only God can bring. I've hit the wall. I'm out of strength. And today you need to to turn your face to Jesus and say, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this on my own. I need your strength. Number two is maybe you're so consumed with your own world. Maybe you're in a good place. Maybe you got plenty of strength. Maybe you're actually in a great place. Maybe you're thriving. Maybe everything is on the up and up for you. Everything is set. Maybe you're in a good place and you're like, wow, this is amazing. I, I feel so blessed because I trust in God, because my strength is in God. I am a blessed person. My family is blessed. And maybe you're in a really good place, but you are not set up to help others. Maybe now in your position of strength, you can turn and help somebody else in their place of weakness, in their place of pain and hurt. Maybe this is your moment to step up and step into someone else's life and be a strength for them. Amen. Let me pray. Jesus, today we turn towards you. We focus our attention again on you. We take the lesson from the simple sunflower in the field that tracks the sun all day. We say we want to be those kind of people that track with Jesus the entire day, our entire life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, love you guys. Thanks. See you soon. Bye.